wild camping. You know what? I think we should get together and do things together because yeah. she wants to do... <laughs> oh, I didn't yes. I want to do wild camping. You but... can camp out here one night. Right. I would oh, tell you, wild camping, I had one phenomenal night. Was, like, was it? Are you completely by yourself? Yeah. She'd be. And, and is your camping stuff? Yeah, in, in my bike. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Welcome to season two of the Extraordinary Ordinary Women podcast. My name's Frankie and this is the podcast where I cycle around the UK interviewing folk about their adventurous lives. This season was recorded back in September 2020 as I cycle towards Liverpool and onwards north on my way to Scotland. This is episode six. And for the first time on this podcast, I speak to two incredible people at the same time, chatting to Amira and her mum Aisha about all things outdoors and what a fantastic conversation it is. During this episode, we are sat further apart than usual. It means that my voice is sometimes slightly quiet, but I'm sure it doesn't deter from Amira and Aisha's incredible stories. Someone who doesn't know you at all, just a snapshot of who you are and what you do. You go first. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> well, I'm Aisha. I'm 50 years old. I'm a Muslim, British Indian. Um, my career is I'm, I'm an artist, mainly teaching arts and crafts. And I love nature, outdoors and animals. <laughs> and I'm Amira, Aisha's daughter, uh, 28 years old. I work as a manager at Sophia's Retreat, that's a beauty salon, and when I'm not working, I'm somewhere in the mountains. <laughs> Amazing. Can you tell me more about what you do in the outdoors and how you started and where you came from? Yeah, I think from young, I just liked nature and animals from young, so outdoors, this is when I was a child, but we weren't allowed, not as a Muslim girl, not allowed to go out so much, so it's kind of suppressed, but and then I got married, but when after my divorce, I, I was really free. So I joined meetup groups and started hiking. Um, but even before hiking, I bought a cycle. I've never had a, no one ever bought me a cycle. My parents never did, but when it was, when I was 43, just before the hiking, I got my first cycle. And just when I got on the bike, wobbled around the, <laughs> wobbled around my streets. And it just took it from there, started slowly, slowly going off on my own. And then I joined Breeze Network, started cycling with women. And I just loved it. I think probably because it was the child with the fire cycle feeling. And, and then you've done any other things, you've done rock climbing. Yeah, I've done lots of things as well in between. I think I've probably forgotten them being 50 and all the things. I think, I can't remember the years because when you get to 50, you forget what year, but generally i'm one of those that anything new i'll go and try it i don't really think i'm scared or can i do it i just see it go and do it so i've yeah. done kayaking rock climbing i've done surfing in cornwall i've done um, plenty of done? hiking plenty of hiking everywhere I've done brecon beacon mountain mount snowden and i've done lots of other places but they're too much to name yeah. but just with, with groups and then i've done lots i've done the local walks here with amira 
And you've started trail running now, Zah? Trail running. Yeah. But I mean, between, I've done so much, but I forget, but I know I've done I've sailing, obviously that comes with rock climbing. And I've kind of found what I like. I think rock climbing was it for me because I think when I got halfway, was, <laughs> it was just a straight walk and I just got stuck and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get myself up. I couldn't come down. I just told him to bring me down. So I've, I've done lots of things and I kind of know now when I'm 50 what's for me and what is it. So yeah, I've kind of, I've, I've lived quite a fun life, but I think just memory problems, can't remember it all. <laughs> That's and, um, see, I think, yeah, for myself, it was my mum that in, sort of introduced me to the outdoors. So started off with like local hills, lo- like local hiking and local walks. And then um, as I started to get into the outdoors, I started cycling, um, started doing like canoeing, kayaking, abseiling. Um, I want to progress more in sort of water sports or like paddle boarding. So that's something that I want to do. And rock, rock climbing. So those two things I do want to do. Um, we did raft building. I oh yeah, I did raft building. Did. Just recently done gorge walking. And when I'm not doing that, I'm sort of setting myself challenges. So like ticking off the Wainwrights, doing like the different walks in Peak District, ticking off, um, do you know, the three big mountains. So that was a challenge for this year. So we've just got Ben Nevis left. And then hopefully once lockdown, well, once COVID calms down, we want to do trekking abroad. So like Canadian Rockies, Dolomites, Norway. So those are all future uh, things that I want to do. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. And what advice would you have for someone else who is looking to get into the outdoors? And I mean, I'm maybe going to come to you first because you sort of didn't get into it until later on in life. If there is someone else who is in a similar position, what advice would you give to them? Like someone who's not done it before? Yeah. <clears throat> First advice is get the suitable outdoor, you know, if you're going to start. Because when I started, I, I just, my first walk was difficult because I didn't have my, you know, like the, you know, the walking shoes or outdoor clothes. And I was walk. my first walk was in November. So you can imagine when you're going uphill, how cold and how, and there's lots of places where really boggy. So I was had water up to here and I had wet socks, so it wasn't as enjoyable. So I think first thing is because I had no one to tell me, the first advice if you're gonna do it, go and get yourself the right gear. Not the most expensive, because you might think it's not for me, but don't just go out there without the right gear, because it can become more trauma than joy. And it can maybe like sort of put you off for the next time as well. Oh, for me, it? oh my god, it yeah. was torture, but it did put me off because I went and did even more. Ch- I did like Brecon Beacons, which is so challenging for a newbie like me. But I think because I'm mentally strong and I've, you know, I think I kept going, but physically I wasn't that fit. I, I don't even know how I did it. I'm like, I know I came home and I couldn't climb the steps. But it, doesn't, it didn't put me off. I think the excitement outweighed it. But now I think as I've gone older and I'm thinking, you know, you've got to look after like your bones and joints. I'm just being sensible so I can walk right until my 70s and 80s and not just stop because I've had a knee operation or something. I'm just being sensible. But I think for me, I'll be doing a lot more stuff as I get older and I have more time. Yeah. Definitely. I think, I think age is not, I think outdoors is not age limited at all. And I think, I've seen a lot of people who can't, you know, have problems, but they still go. I think it's more your personal, how strong-minded you are and how determined you are. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, just looking after yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You said that you used meetup groups. When you yeah. first got into it, what groups were they? 
so there's an app there's a it's a website called meetup and you can get the app and on there there's so many groups they're not just hiking groups they might be cycling groups there might be um, extreme outdoor groups like i was on one of them as well and singles we, group <laughs> yeah there's some singles one oh my god don't recommend them but there was an explorers connect that did a bit more extreme that's when well, i did a coastal walk in february in um where was it norwich you know and it was so windy and it was so challenging but i kind of did that with them but that's more extreme like you've got to have a certain level of fitness so yes yeah, so i did all that and then what i've done i just joined lots of groups like i said social groups i joined lots and lots but in their main like the local main, ones as well the like, main ones i used were the hiking ones so yeah. you had lancashire 30s and 40s i fitted in there yeah. there's all people like me and okay some were fitter some maybe not they were all different but everybody helped each other nobody was intimidating to another even when i was on my first walk i struggled there was always someone who'd help me out so it was the fact that there was people that very understanding and I didn't feel left out at all. So I think that really helped. And have you got your own group? Yeah, so um, we've got the Wonderless Women group and it initially started off as, it was called Sunday Trails because we used to walk on Sundays. So every Sunday we'd, well, started off with me, mum and my other two friends, Asma and Farah. So we all used to like just go walking on Sundays. And then... I wanted to create a group, so I did create a group, and from there, like... Oh, yeah, but one thing, we didn't get committed women, that's what we found. Yeah, so... We just had our own little circle, but we couldn't get anybody coming in. And it, it just ended up in. being us, like, so it, it was, because what it was was, like, we'd, we'd put everything out there, and then we put the walks, and the first few, yeah, we'd have, like, ten, and then six, and then five, and then, and then we it just ended up being us, like, literally just us. And I don't know whether that's because people, you know... It wasn't for them or... I think pr- prior- prioritising. Yeah, I think um, to them it's like, if I can, but they won't make the make effort. effort. For us, yeah. it's like we're doing the walk, we leave everything and we yeah, just Yeah, no matter the weather, no, no matter what the weather is or whatever, you're doing the walk. But then, like, so then we realised that. So then, for, until then, it just used to be us. And then during lockdown, I got so many messages about, you know, where you're walking, recommend me some place, I want to come walking with you. Uh, even throughout, before lockdown, people would literally message me all the time, like, oh, where'd you go? You always go somewhere nice. And yeah, but then you developed on Instagram and... and yeah, and I developed. think... Because I was posting a lot more, obviously I got more sort of engagement. And and I think because I was posting a lot more and people were sort of, you know, engaging with it, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to start the group again because now there's actually people wanting to... In lockdown, people had nothing to do but go walking. And they realise that, you know what, actually, it's not that bad. Walking is great and it's, you know, it's fun and you can lose weight. And there's so many pretty places in England. So I got a bit of a push and shove from people. And I think awesome. her photography helps the way she takes the shots. Because before we were on a WhatsApp group, there was nothing to look at. I think yeah, visualising. Yeah, so I think, yeah, like, so throughout my sort of, basically my Instagram was of my blog for my travels and my sort of adventures and people really like that so then I made a separate Instagram and that Instagram just really hit it off and we got so much support from like such amazing people and um, now we've got like over I think over nearly 200 people now in the group and um, yeah and it's you know it's doing well and we've got so many things planned for the future and different things not just you know walking like look that you know gorge walking rock climbing retreat so yeah that's how it sort of started off the group that's so cool yeah and 
How do you find walking as like mother and daughter? Do you like still do it quite a lot? That's the only time we don't argue. <laughs> we, argue we argue a lot because we're two women in one house. Because when I moved here, I moved down myself and it was my own little... You know, I don't know what, what I don't mean. It's not a man's cave. What do you call it? It's a safe haven. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you call a female's place. No, but I think jokes aside, I think when we're in the outdoors, we're both two different people, but we're connecting on the same. We we don't know. have chance to argue because we're so busy looking at. Yeah, so it's like you. We sort of just come together, and our minds are just you know we're both at peace. In but we, we do need to go away do our own thing. I need my quiet time to do my art. She might need her own time away from me and my cats because I do fuss over my cats. So we do need our separate time. So with her hiking and me not always going with her works well. Cause yeah. I, I think Before I couldn't not... do it. I was really, I wouldn't, I, w- I didn't have the confidence to go without her. That's the thing. Yeah. She used to take me I was. She used to be a woman's girl. She had to take me everywhere. I couldn't do it. And then I just slowly started. I just did not have the confidence to go out. Like When did you start? So... So I used to go with her and then I went through like a, a really rough patch in my life and I stopped doing everything and then I slowly started again. She obviously used to take me with her walks and the meetups I used to go then and then after that like I, I went backpacking and went travelling and I started sort of finding myself again and then I, I really wanted to do so many things but not everyone was always free to do it. So I went away for a few days and I did like a, a, like a coastal solo walk and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Yes, I I did like a few different places, um, and I really enjoyed it. And then I thought, you know, I'll I'll start walking it like, like places that I already know, so I don't feel sort of overwhelmed or scared or you know. And then I started doing them, and then in lockdown, I started doing a lot more. So I started doing like running, and I started doing like just walks because there was, there was nothing to do. I'm so used to having a life where you wake up, go work, and have a structure. I thought I need to do something. So um, I think in lockdown gave me the confidence to go on my own. And then I went further out, so I did, like, places where I've never been before on my own. And I really, really enjoyed it, so... And yeah, I think that's... with me, I, I was happy to do local, and I think because she was in a situation where I wouldn't do everything with her, because so I, I had to go she then. She had to go, she yeah. went doing my drone, and, and I, I wouldn't go with her, so she'd go on her own. And I <laughs> and I noticed that she's doing it, and I'm thinking, that's not a me, but I, I thought it's a good thing, so I didn't yeah. used to go with her all the time. And that pushed her to go out on her own. And I'm thinking, wow, because she used to go off with a drone really late at night. And even I was thinking... I used to... The sunsets, they, I, I love sunsets. And in lockdown, we had some really awesome sunsets. And I just brought a drone. Like, that was another impulsive thing that I did. I think the sunsets definitely made her go out and come out of fear. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. Because I was like, I've got my drone. I love sunsets. I want to capture it. Um, let's go for a walk. And I'd, I'd be like, no, I can't go. And I'd be like, no, I can't go. <laughs> I believe that she used to go out yeah. and she went off to a reservoir and I was like, I just thought I'd let her do it because it's not bugging me to go out with yeah. her. I don't like to go out all the time. I did like I, a 10 mile on my own and I've never done something like that before but, but I just did it and I, I really enjoyed it. So I think it was just, sometimes you need that bit of a push. I mean, I'm opposite. I'm the type of person that if I want to do it, I just go out and I don't think and I'll just do it and I, you, you have just that little thing about it. Yeah. Now you can just, she's probably going to be like me. Like, she wants to do something, she'll just yeah. do it. Oh, that's amazing. I had no idea that it was, like, such a recent thing as well. Yeah, yeah, because before lockdown, like like I said, we'd spend, like, holidays travelling. So I did a lot of, like, um, outdoors sort of activities whilst travelling, so a lot of trekking, hiking in other countries. But I've never really sort of explored England. Or we've only, like, you know, the normal places that you're used to and that you do, but never go, like, beyond that. But I think, yeah, so it has made me sort of, you know, explore more. And now I think I do have the confidence to, like, just go. 
<laughs> like before I knew yeah, really backpacking that was random we have got some randomness we just sometimes do yeah she has got that from me I think because that can be really random yeah I can do one thing and something will come in my head and I'll leave <laughs> that and I'll go off and do something yeah. else very random <laughs> she's got that much yeah <laughs> yeah but she's much younger, so I just think that I'll do what I can. But obviously, I don't want to be at her pace. Because when you get to middle age, you want to still do everything. But because you've your mind's tired from whether you've had kids, marriages, you want to do it in your own time and a bit more relaxed and not fast-paced. I think most middle-aged people, like when I go walking, there's calmness. Because you just, we slow down a bit. We still do everything, but we're not at the fast pace. Like We just don't want stress. We just want, how can I say, just comfort and more relaxation if you don't get not the buzz of you know when you're young and you just want to do everything really fast hard yeah, yeah. so you'll still do it but you would have i think you just become maybe a bit wiser a bit slower you think yeah, i've done this so i know not to do this and um, but i think it's just really nice when you are at a certain age because you know what you want exactly what you want like you lot when you're young you're still figuring things out we've done it all and you think that, that was bad we're not doing that again <laughs> about confidence yeah and just ask like if anyone else was like maybe nervous about getting yeah. married by themselves yeah. what sort of steps would you or like what advice um would you so them? i think initially like before because i've only i started wearing the veil um this year so prior to that my sort of confidence was more my was related to myself so it was more got to do with me so i had to work on those things to enable to do things so then I got I sort of slowly started getting confidence again and that and I think it was just more sort of you got to figure out there's always something that makes you feel unconfident so you got to think okay what you're is it confident around the right people I've noticed but when you're in a situation you're confident when you're with the right people yeah and I think you, you got to um figure out what it is that makes you unconfident and you got to break everything down in your head and you know sort of figure it out and then slowly work towards that so say you have a confidence of being on your own outside maybe try like a small walk around the block and then take it to the next step and then keep working and then you'll realize you know what it's all it's all in your head after when I started wearing the veil there was that sort of issue about sort of being on my own and like a sort of like you know uh, subject to like sort of racism and things like that so when she's that very, she's very aware of people around her when I'm out I'm in a, my own little bubble so nothing impacts on me I just go I, I probably won't even notice if someone said anything to me I'll yeah. just wear whatever and go out. So I'm, um, she's kind of more aware. No, it's not that. I think it's more like, so obviously if, say, so like going back to my point in terms of Ryan Vale, there's so much um, negativity within the media. So automatically you already feel like, you you know, you're like sort of a, a subject to something. So if you're going to go out somewhere new and you, you are going to get a sort of thoughts in your head, so you do have to plan like before that, like, is this going to be safe for me? Am I going to be okay? Et cetera, et cetera. So for that, then obviously that was another, so I had to, you know, overcome that. So I started off again by just going with someone. Like when I started wearing the veil, I was like, I was a bit sort of scared to go on my own. But then I realised, you know what, the outdoor community, they're so friendly. And the walks that I were doing, they were like local walks or places I've been before, etc. So I, I knew the route, etc. And I thought, you know what, no, it's fine. You know, and then now I, I can go out and I'll do it. But if it's something sort of new and I've not been, I can still have that sort of, you know, thoughts in my head. Yeah, like, like the cycling when I took her out. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's just more, I think it goes back to women in vulnerability. So, any woman doing anything solo, it, it always goes back to, oh, you're going to be safe, you know, don't go in the dark or don't do this. And, and it's that's what's been sort of, you know, embedded in our heads. So, I think it all goes back to that, to be honest. 
Yeah. Even with me, I, I'm careful. Like if I'm going somewhere, make sure I get back before dark. Yeah. That's something for any hiker. Like when you know there's no lights, I think you did. Even on our groups, whether you're man or woman, you have to get out before the yeah. dark comes. So even like with me, certain places, I just wouldn't go on my but own. But I think later with the night. confidence, you just gotta, you gotta sort of challenge your what it is that you you feel like you're not confident in. So take that first step, and I and I and I always say, start with the hardest thing first because then everything else will be easy. So I was always like, I was always scared of big mountains. I don't know why, like, I just think I could never do it because my fear was at heights or my ability to do it. It was the fact that if something happens, I'm like, there's in the middle of nowhere and something's going to happen. So we started off with the hardest. We started off with like Scaffold Pike and now everything else, because that was the hardest thing I've done so far. Everything else just seems to flow now because the hardest part's done. And I know there is more challenging ones and I know there are going to be more challenging tasks that I do, but... For me, that was something, you know, that I achieved. So now when I do anything else, it's like, you know what? No, I've done that, so I can do this. So I think it's just setting yourself those challenges. When you're actually there, it's not that scary. It is a lot in your head. Yeah, But then you still got to be sensible, like, obviously, if you're in a place where it's there's no lighting and whatever. It's just things like that. But when you're actually there, that you think, why were you scared and stuff? What does the outdoors mean to you? I think for me, it plays a big part. If I didn't go out, I think mentally it would not be okay like not because i mean when i was young i was very much sheltered so for me getting out every day that bit of you know when you first go out and that fresh air hits you especially if you've had a bad day and you're not well in yourself and you go out and you've got that crisp air yeah it's just like i don't know it's, it's i can't even explain in feelings but everything washes away because i have days where i'm in the house and i just I don't know if you're suffocated, I'll get out, just even if it's in the garden for a little walk, it just makes me feel so much better. So for me, it's like outdoors has to, I mean, I could never be an indoor person, like full time. Yeah. I have to be out. I think same, same for you as yeah. well. I think it's just become part of my life, like in terms of, it's sort of that, that you time where you can just be you, where you can be free, where you can just, you don't have to worry about anyone judging you because you're around like nature in a place where you can just be yourself you can let your mind free you can just you know let all your worries go and just connect yourself to yourself connect yourself with you know with god and just sort of take that time out away from everything else yeah amazing and have you ever faced any like barriers or challenges to getting into the outdoors i have a thing for me which is different because we're both with my meetup because i don't actually don't cover myself but even just being like the only Muslim person most of the time, I think there might have been one Muslim man on one of my walks, being just the only Muslim person in all my meetups, everybody was so friendly. It didn't, I didn't feel anything like, I didn't feel like intimidated. I didn't feel like they said anything to to make me aware that I'm different or anything. We were just, we're all hikers, we love nature. And I made some amazing friends. And we almost became like a family, like we just, all tick the same meetup, we'd always meet up and we all knew each other so for me definitely there was nothing like that. That's brilliant. That's where our difference are because I think because quite a few people that I've spoken to that are sort of you know elder and they've done hiking for ages they have like sort of different I think I think I think it's I think it's different for everyone though because there are there are definitely definitely a lot of barriers that need to be taken down within the outdoor space lot of you know things to change you know to i think now obviously a lot of people are doing a lot of things to make the the outdoors a more diverse place um but i think it's everyone has like different 
so you say you want to do something and you don't see let's say in terms of like you know like branding outdoor activity everything you don't see you know a, a brown person who who covers or who wears the hijab or just generally in a brand you think do you know what that's not going to be for me so you automatically feel like like i want to do this but can i do this or will like will i feel accepted in this yeah okay you know you can go walking and no one will say anything but it's more about what needs to be done within the outdoors to accept of all races um so it's not just a white in your place the outdoors it's for everyone and i think obviously like in terms of branding in terms of like i don't know magazines your media everything there's so much that can be done and i think now obviously a lot more are doing things for diverse people and i think obviously for myself a lot of like people didn't like they don't see a person that wears a veil do a lot of the activities but if like say now because i'm doing it a lot of people think do you know what she's doing it so i can do it so that's how the group is growing because they they they've never seen that before and they were like no like you know we've, we can't do it because we've not seen it because they've seen it like you know what i actually can do it so i think it's just more about like recognition I think you put yourself out. Me, I never put any speaking out me there, so no one knew I was doing it unless yeah. I told them. With her, because her, she's more public. People know that. When I did it, I think a lot of people, unless. But even friend, then, they when you know. were out, but look, you were the only, you were the only brown person in that group. Yeah. There, but why is that? It's because it's not. First of all, you know, it's not been introduced within our community. It's, it's not something that you grow up with, unless obviously your parents do it. You know, you don't go away on like ski weekends or campaign or do you know how like most like british children you don't do any of those things and you know you, you probably go on school trips etc but you're not you're taken away from that so because ma- there's to... not many asian groups that host stuff as well yeah so that's it. why we we have to sort of start somewhere and i think now like like i said a lot of people are doing a lot more to help diverse groups and to help sort of you know group leaders who are doing it um you know like mosaic outdoors you know they've been doing it for years and years and that's what we need we need to continue that and um expand expand how we see sort of you know representation in the outdoors um it's interesting what you were saying there is one question that i normally leave sort of to the end yeah and i've asked everybody like do you see yourself represented in outdoors media whether it's films or catalogues or guidebooks or any of that so are we are you asking would you see us see I'd, what would what, what, well, you're you, already in that you're already on that road to being presented no yeah but i see that's the thing because you you never would like i know like nike have done like sort of this sports hijab and this i did a bit of uh, modest wear but it's very likely for i don't know a cover to have you know a, a veiled lady representing a brand because if you look at the media and you look at someone that's covered it's always negative so I, I don't know whether a brand would take, would original you know this person, she does running, she does cycling, she's a hiker, can I use it? I don't know whether it'd come in their head of, oh no, but wait, there's a negative side to it. So I'm a bit like, I don't know whether that would happen. Maybe there, there might be, um they, you know, represent sort of brown people, black people, Asian people, they might start doing that. But in terms of like identities, I think there's a lot of work to be done for that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because when we speak about, like, the, you know, the different things that we face and obviously, you know, I'm not, you know, the outdoor community is lovely, everyone's welcoming and that, but I think there's obviously a lot more that needs to be done to encourage. Because if I, like, say if I never had my group, 
I know that many of the people wouldn't have done like St. George walking yesterday or done like the walks that we've done. It's I think it's more just having that sort of, you know what, I feel safe so I can go. Yeah, and it's like you say, if you can't see it, you don't. You don't, yeah, yeah. And I, I was speaking to Frit about this as well. We were talking about sort of, you know, microaggressions and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like comments, which sort of, you're being praised for doing something, but why are you being praised for doing it? Because am I not supposed to be doing this? Because I'm just a normal person, so why am I getting that extra praise for it sort of thing? And we were talking about, it's like, oh, just because, just because you wear a veil, like, you can't do, you can't do certain things. But it's like, no, it's not. Like, I'm still a human and I can still do it. I'm still a normal person. I can still do everything else. So there's, like, this difference between supporting someone and, you know, like, oh, wow, like, she's doing incredible. And then getting that sort of praise because, oh, she's a person that wears veil and she's doing this. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah, I can see yeah. That's really interesting. And that's actually something that I'd not really thought about. Yeah, no, because I didn't... And I was, like, I, I was reading and I was, like, came to me and I was, like, but what, like it's already hard as it is you know we're going through our sort of challenges we're trying to break down barriers and then you keep pushing to us oh can't believe you just done that it's like you're sort of yeah yeah like instead of making it easier you're pointing out that it should be harder yeah 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 like say if it's like a really hot day and we're hiking oh you must be really hot in that don't know how you wear that and you know do you have to wear that and it's like you're asking questions which obviously like are not really relevant right now do you know what I mean yeah not that helpful yeah Yeah. and it's like I already know that it's hot today and you know I wear this because I want to wear it's part of my identity so stop asking me and half them maybe they're not being rude but along the way it is sort of like it makes you feel a bit like you know Mm. you're 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 digging at these little things and I was saying to Frit earlier this morning I went to um, Helm Crag which is one of the Wainwrights in Lake District a few weeks back and the gentleman was like oh I've seen you guys you know go up earlier and you've come back and you made it so well done you it must be your first time and we were like I was like oh no we've you know and they're like oh he was like you've done have you done this before then and I was like yeah and I was like all oh, right and he was like really shocked and, we, and then we were telling him about you know the stuff that we've done and what we do and then he was like oh right okay and he, and he, and he kept saying well done though well done for doing it I was like can we not do it <laughs> Oh, we're not allowed to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So That's it's like so these little, bit, yeah. And I feel like for them, it's like the first time that like they're asking you these questions. But for you, it could be like the tenth, twentieth, thirtieth, fourteenth, hundredth time that you've yeah. asked these questions. And yeah. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know things like that that obviously need to. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot that needs to be done. With sort of like the next part of the interview, I want to talk a little bit about sort of like your journey and your path through life. Then I've got some questions that are kind of more about like emotions. And my next question is, do you feel like you've always had like a clear path through life? Like a clear direction of where you're going? Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had direction. No, I think I've never really had a direction. I knew I liked art from very young, so that was in my life, even though it was a, I was encouraged to do it as a child. I, I just thought art, oh, that's what I'm good at. And then a lot of things, like I said, um, what, I didn't, what I wanted to do, I couldn't do. So then I've gone and done things that didn't really fulfil me, more like duty. Because yeah. I'm 21, and them days is expected you marry and have children, which I'm so happy I did. But I just think that um, 
what, what my dream where I would have liked to have gone didn't really happen until much later in life. So there was, I knew what I wanted, but I just went and, and kind of just did things what I was expected to do. And after that, I think then when I, when I was like single, it was just so many things I wanted to do. It's like, I've not done that. I've not done that. I want to travel. I want to hike. I want to cycle. So I was just trying to cram a lot of things. So like just doing lots of things. But I think now I've got a direction. I kind of know now very late in life that I need to always be doing art, always be creative. So carry on being artist forever. I love my work teaching and always doing new experiences so it's walking but you know just finding new little places it's just the little things that make me happy i think you know that when we were walking just local we're like oh we've never seen this and we live here just small things but i kind of know i'm just going towards um i think my happiness just lies in all the simple things like you know just being in the outdoors doing art and just looking forward to like spending time with my grandchildren so I, that's where i see myself going how do you think your journey has shaped who you are now? I think it shaped me a lot because I think I won't be a strong... If I had my life easy, I think, I don't know, I might be... I don't know, would it be the person that I am? And I might not be as humble because if I've been given everything, I might be more spoiled, I might be pompous. But I think having more of a more troubled life, I think it's made me appreciate everything that I have because I never had it. I think I'm more aware of how lucky I am to have it whereas to some people they might have had it all when they were young yeah. so take it for granted I think I don't take things for granted you know when I'm out I just think like god just this one hour just out just walking it's like amazing it feels so good just having that little time for myself that's so nice Vera I'm gonna come to you with the same question oh yeah for me <laughs> Do you feel like you've had the a clear path through life or um I think as a Muslim you know, we always have our faith and we always have our religion and, you know, we've been given that purpose of, you know, why we're here and, you know, we we always have that no matter what we're going through. So I think that has, that no matter what you're going through in your life, you always go back to that and, you know, you relate back and you think, you know what, no, my purpose in this life is, you know, is to worship God and to be a good Muslim and, you know, there will be eternal happiness, you know, in the hereafter as what we believe in. So um, in terms of, like, you know, in life... Uh, I never thought, like, you always think you're going to be this, 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 and you always think, oh, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to, by this age, I'm going to be married, have a good job, have kids. And is that a general sort of, like, narrative that you have? Because you see that, and you see it in books, and you see it in other people, and you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to have. But it doesn't pan out that way, and things do happen, and things don't work out. I think being, um, like, early teens you know, it was sort of like, once you've sort of finished uni, it's like, okay, so up until then, you've got a sort of thing, you've got school, you've got college, you've got uni, and then after uni, it's like, okay, what do I do? So you've got, you've done your degree, and then it's like, okay, I can't find a job in my degree, I'll just go for any job, because I need to survive, and then you're just going through like different jobs, so I went through a period where I was just doing like different jobs, because I just used to hate you office jobs. jobs, oh my god, and then luckily, I found this job at the place that I work now, and you know, it's amazing, because you know, it, it can be stressful, but at the same time, it's amazing because it's something they like doing, it's different, every day is different, you know, the staff, everyone's amazing, you know, it's ladies only, so it works really well for me, wearing the veil, so in so in terms of that career, but you know, I know that there are options for me for the future as well, in terms of doing, you know, the sort of outdoor 
leadership so you mean that's job, job of passion that you yeah so there's obviously that element so I know that okay I've got a direction for that in terms of that personal life I think that I'm just you know I yeah you know I do want to get married and have children but I'm not stopping my life because that's not happening just yet because I know that God's written for it for it to happen and you know there'll be a right timing for when it does happen you know you know we like as Muslims we pray and you know we ask for God to you know give us the thing the things that we want so um in terms of that I'm you know I you know pray that one day I do have children and yeah in terms of like myself as a person I think you're always growing like you don't know what life's gonna sort of chuck at you and you have to continuously grow in and you have to sort of always be ready for the next next step in life and you know take it as it comes I think it's all about like developing yourself as well and like the failures that you've gone through and all the you know the negative they're not they they will shape you to be a better person and if you don't use that in the positive way and you use it in a negative way you'll never continue to move forward like you'll always be on that same sort of journey so I think in order to have that sort of direction in life you have to continue to you know pick yourself back up be a strong woman look through like you know sort of look through the blessings that you have and then just continue and you know and just you know pray for the best yeah I forgot to mention my faith my faith did give me direction you know when I was really lost I think that's the only thing that kept me sane because I think there were times when I thought you know what um so lost that you're there were times I didn't even want to be in this world so I think my faith got me through so there was that direction that kept me going which I think without that, I think I don't know where how I could have ended up. Yeah. Just really lost and lost. so that's that's one direction. But besides that, I think my mind was I had this thing I wanted to go to art college. I remember when I was eighteen and it was the most important thing in the world for me. And my dad said no, and I remember the feeling. Mm. It stayed with me. So years later, at thirty seven, right, um, somebody pushed me when they saw my artwork. They pushed me and I. She kept pushing me to go uni and I'm so happy that she did because I ended up going. But I was so, I was actually so scared, like, am I going to, you know, like, going to be allowed to go to uni and being a mom with a child, you know, with children. But, yeah, I'm so happy because it's led me to where I am. It's really interesting because it ties in a little bit to my next question. So I've been asking everybody about whether or not they've ever felt like they're sort of like going against the grain. Is that something you've ever felt like? I think they had some, re- I've definitely had rebellion in me, I think, from very young. And I don't think, I think people, <laughs> people misunderstand, they think that, to them, if, if you're different, you're, you might be bad or weird. It was just, I had different interests, I was just different. I wasn't mm. like a typical Muslim girl, very, from very young, I was quite tomboyish. I just wanted to be out all the time, I'd get in trouble because like, when you grow up, girls... I meant to stay in more, but I had the wildness from very young. But I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it was just, I'm just different. And I wanted to play tennis. I wanted to go, just wanted to be out all the time. So it started very young. But as you got older, you know, get to a certain age. When you, when you hit puberty, like you're meant to, like, you know, for Muslim girls, we're not meant to be out. We're not meant to mix with boys. So for me, all these restrictions, like, I don't, for me, some, I don't like restrictions. I'm not saying that I wanted to go against my religion, but... There was just lots of things that, you know, like you, you can't do, you can't do, you can't do. And some might not even be religion, it might just be culture. So I think there are lots of frustration building up, building up, building up. 
so I think eventually like it all had to come out somewhere so hence going uni very late in life doing everything late in life it was just things <clears> in there that built up that I needed to do same to yeah. you do you ever feel like you can get so um I think it was firstly in terms of like the degree that I wanted to do within the Asian community it's like very sort of focused on that you're going to do like you know dentistry or like you know scientists like very you know sort of those sort of high paid sort of jobs a doctor or pharmacist or this and I just had completely no interest in any of that and I just wanted to go do art and design and everyone's like oh no why are you gonna do art and design you're not gonna get anything out of that why are you gonna do that like there's no money and there's just so many things but I still did it anyways because I thought I'd rather do a degree that I enjoy then do something that I'm not going to enjoy because I used to see like how stressed other people were I'm like I don't want that yeah you know my degree was stressful but I enjoyed it so I think that was one thing and then obviously when I went backpacking like that was that was the, the most rebellious thing because she didn't tell me how, <laughs> yeah. old, how old were you I know and like for a Muslim girl to go backpacking on her own was like a very big like and what I'm are you doing and I was like oh my yeah God. so even She'd that like it. obviously it's you know it's not something that, you know, a Muslim girl would do. How old um, were you then? I was 22. And, wow. um, yeah, I went and did that. <laughs> and um, But it was the best thing, like, one of the best things that I've done because it literally took me out of a comfort zone. If you asked me to do it now, I'd probably be like, oh, I don't know. You made know. so many friends. Kept I made me. so many friends. I literally had my, like, you know, before that I had, like, anxiety and things. And, you know, it really helped with my confidence. It helped me meet new people. It helped me sort of like, you know, navigation sort of, you know, going from here to there, planning, routing. And just, that's when I realised that, you know what, oh my God, this is me. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, everyone at, at that time was getting married and having kids and, they, and, you know, like the normal standard sort of what you're yeah. supposed to be doing. And I was just like, well, it's not happening and whatever. But saying that, like, when I when I did all of that, I realised that, you know what, there is, the world is so beautiful and we just need to see it. So yeah, so when I came back and then I realised, I was like, oh my God, I love like travelling. And then that word wanderlust like stayed with me. I was like, this is what I am. I love travelling and I like to wander. So um, yeah, so I think that's probably one of the most things I did. We have a wall of quotes and that's some, some of them. One of them is not all those who want to lost. lost. So you need, yeah. to, you need to have a little look yeah. under my wall of quotes. Yeah, so I think that's probably, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind her going off. It wasn't. I'm not that. I'm not narrow-minded. It wasn't that she went off. It was just that. It was. It was. I think I was thinking more like more financially. I don't know because she ran out of money eventually. (laughs) Yeah, I don't run out of money from Liverpool Airport. (laughs) That she did it quite fast without thinking it through. But at least I was more about her safety. Really, like (laughs) on her own first time because she didn't take anybody, and I think she already planned it all and then she told me I'm going. So I think it was just that. But Where did you go backpacking? How long were you away for? So I went, right, so I went to Paris, Belgium, and then to Alkmaar, to Amsterdam. You were going to go Germany. Well, I was going to go to Germany, and then I don't know whether, you you know, at that time, that whole refugee thing happened, Mm -hmm. and there was loads of protests and things. Um, Before that, we did, like, Spain and Milan and then we did Morocco around that time so I did a lot of traveling around that period but I had to come back from Amsterdam because um it wasn't like I didn't feel safe as well because there was just loads of protest and all the trains were getting cancelled and 
the flights and everything because they were letting the refugees in with the war that was happening etc so yeah so we had about i think i can't remember how long it was but it was it was a really really good, good time got back safe cause I've, got yeah. anxiety, I've got anxiety thinking about it you know because yeah. Because yeah. she's always been with me all the time and the walls and everything together and I was showing top. Yeah. I've got anxiety just remembering it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably how my mum feels about me now. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're a mum, you understand how your mum felt. You have to go through it yourself. You know what I mean? When you've given birth and had a child, you yeah. just don't know what goes in your heart. It's like a mother, you know, like a mother's love for her children. It's like something really different. So even when she said that story, God, that anxiety came back. <laughs> So I've been asking everybody, like, what does authenticity or your authentic self, what does it mean to you? you For me, authentic is the the most pure, true version of something. Like an authentic curry is the real, how it should be. So for me, the most authentic person, like, I think I am at it now. Because when I was in that other house, I was dreaming, this is what I want to be. So before I moved here... I had it in my head, I want a nice house with a garden and I want to be an artist and I want an art student. I had these dreams when I was in the other house because I didn't have them things. I didn't have the garden, I didn't have a student. I wasn't really doing art. I was just mothering kids and whatever. So when I came here, I actually fulfilled them. I feel very lucky, like very blessed that I managed to get the job at the Whitworth Gallery. I went out and sold myself, like this is what I do. And so I think in this house this is the this is the most authentic i can ever be because i'm exactly what i want to be yeah and i just want to say for people like listening like your house is the most beautiful pink like <laughs> oh. there is personality in like like everywhere you look there is just like a little thing that is you so yeah yeah, yeah i think that's that's how i see it as well i think it's what you see is what you get and i think it's a lot of the times we we don't even know who we are. Like like you imagine we literally one minute we're doing this and then one minute we're doing something else and we're always like sort of continuing to find who we are as a person. And I think the the meaning for that for me would be finding finding authenticity in like everything that you do and for who you are as well. So like do say you were to do like a say you want you know you're on this path of this journey. You always got to take that moment and step back and think, is this actually what I really want to do? And then, because we grow as a person, like sometimes our views change. And so at one time you want to be doing one thing, but later on you find something that you you don't want to do that anymore. So you have to literally keep telling yourself and going back to yourself of like, be true to yourself. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And keep telling yourself that and reminding yourself. I think that's what it means to me. I yeah. love that. That was an amazing answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, because, yeah, like, you know, sometimes you think you want to, like, I don't know, I've, I've wanted to be a teacher, a lawyer. I think the like worst abroad. thing is being in a job you don't like. I think that's yeah. when you lose yourself the most. Is either when you're with the wrong person and you're, or you're in the wrong job, I think that's when you lose and you're not your yeah. most authentic self because yeah. you're just doing something for somebody else. You're not, you're not really authentic. You're not true to yourself. So I know I've gone and done lots of jobs, which I, I don't know. I think you, you you only know, you have to do them to know that you don't like them, but lots of jobs that I hated. I think That's, yeah, definitely. We've been through quite a few different jobs. And I think she's finally settled. I'm finally settled. Because I think if you're a certain person, especially if you're a creative person, you're doing a job you hate, it can kill you. It literally can. Yeah. So and that's me, the thing, though. You've always got to be ready. Like, you, 
I think before, like, I used to always think that, okay, it's going to be this, this, and this, but it's not. And I think once you believe that, you, you're sort of ready for anything that's going to come along your way. It's, it's, it's all about being mindful. Like, you got to sort of be mindful in every situation, whether it's good or bad. Because otherwise, you can't be, like you said, set in something, and you've got to realise, is this what I want to do, though? Like, am I being true to myself? Am I just doing it because I'm doing it? Because everyone else is doing it. But I think making mistakes is the best way yeah. to know yourself. Yeah. I think I must have made so many mistakes that I kind of know I'm just in the right place. But I think I had to make lots of mistakes, be with lots of wrong people to finally know exactly where I want. And I don't think I've been more content than now, because mm. I've eliminated people I don't want in my life, things and jobs I don't want. I've walked out on jobs because I'm thinking, no, I'm not putting up with this. So I've made my life kind of how I wanted it, just deleted things. Yeah. yeah. It's even like you said at the start when you were like, um, you've tried all the different things and now you know what you like. Yeah. And you've yeah. tried rock climbing and you've tried kayaking and you've tried, and now you... But I'm, you glad, I'm glad, I know I've gone through, but I'm glad I've done it because otherwise I'd be 50 and I'm thinking... I want to have done all them things. Done this, I've done everything. I've made mistakes. I might have even cried a few times. Why am I doing this? But because I've done everything, I mean, I can say to myself, I've done everything and I know, and I'm not thinking, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. Because get to a certain age where you might not be even fit enough to do it. So yeah. I've tried everything and I can happily sit back and say, you know what, I've got a very nice, quiet life because I've made so many mistakes and I've tried so many things. But I've always tried, I've never just walked away from anything, like even if it was scary, I've just gone and done it. Yeah. I think that makes you a re- that makes you a whole person eventually. It might be really late in your life, it might be early, depends how quick you do it. But yeah, I just kind of got to a place where I just think that this is it and I'm my <laughs> own little piece of, I don't know what you call it, I call it my oasis, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> and that's why I know I don't want to go anywhere else now, but it just took a long time to get there. Lots of tears and heartbreak and things like that just got to where I want to be. Yeah, I think that's like that's just going to resonate with so many people. Um, what do you think bravery is? Ooh, that's a nice question. <laughs> bravery. I think bravery is very personal. It's battling what's inside. It's everybody's battles different. It's not what you always see. I think bravery is fighting your inner battles. Because I know I've had a lot of inner battles and some, you know, a lot of things inside that I had to fight. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, it's not, it's not so much, um, like I've had anxieties caused by certain situations I'm not in. So I've had to fight my own battles inside and that might not be seen to people because I'm normally very happy and cheerful. But it's just all my inner battles, just fighting them. Facing fears, I think that's bravery. It's not going out and, you know, like yeah. going in a war and killing people. It's not that. I it's think not. it's your inner battles. I think they're the hardest. Mm. Fighting with yourself, because sometimes you do. I don't know whether you've experienced it, but sometimes you end up fighting with yourself. You have a lot of conflicting thoughts. Yeah. So I think that's the most thing. If you can get through that, you can get through anything. And would you describe yourself as brave? Um, yeah, I would. <laughs> no, not telling yeah. everything. I think. I think I was the type of person I always used to put myself, I mean, never, f- maybe like put myself down as like I'm not, but I think now I kind of can say, yeah, I have. Cause sometimes you're made to feel that you're a nobody, but I can say like, you know, I think I've been brave. That's 
definitely the last few years she's had to be brave. Yeah, I've like. had to be brave um, through a lot of things. But I think seeing my mum being brave has helped me to be brave. Because like I said, it goes back to when you see someone be brave. And I think she's taught me how to be like really strong and independent and how to like sort of, you know, fight the battles. And um, like she said as well, a lot of it is, you know, your mind is a very, very powerful place and it's that's like I said physical pain whatever but you have to fight those inner inner demons in your head and once you can challenge them that's what bravery is because you can then anything can come at you and you can be so mentally strong that you're able to get through it and I think again being a Muslim we have we always have that um, faith where we always believe that whatever we go through we go through for a reason so I think that really helps us to become stronger and stronger and stronger because um, that's, that's actually a verse that after hardship there's ease and because we have we, we can always go back to that and we know that you know whatever we've been through it's always it's only going to make you stronger as a person and as in faith as well very beautiful yeah um we, we get on to some slightly nicer questions <laughs> but what do you think happiness feels like i think for me happiness feels like when when i can breathe you know like freely like because sometimes I feel I'm suffocating. There's nobody putting their hands around my neck. But I've been in situations where I feel I'm being choked, suffocated, because I just cannot express myself or I just feel things out of control. For me, is if I'm in a controlling situation, I know I can't be happy. I think happiness is just not being controlled and just to be able to be me. I think for me, that's happiness. To be able to breathe like freely. I don't know how to explain it. It's sometimes you think you're alive, but you're not really alive. Ooh. So for me, <laughs> definitely, is when there's no other influences and you can just be yourself and be happy and not be your own worst enemy. I think that's another one. And sometimes I think you can put your, you can be your own worst enemy. Like you start believing what other people say and you can make yourself feel really low. So I think that's happiness when you're just happy with your own self. Yeah, happiness is being happy with yourself. <laughs> so, what was the question again? What do you think happiness feels like? Happiness. So, happiness is an emotion, like any other emotion. So, you know, you've got happiness, sadness, ang angry, all those different emotions. And I think with happiness, a lot of times people think that you, you have to always be happy, but that's not going to be the case because you're going to go through different emotions in life. So, for me, happiness is to be content with with everything and to have peace and tranquility in my heart. And I've had to work a, a long way to get that. So when you get to that point, it's where you sort of content with with everything that's been given to you, with everything that's not been given to you. If things go good in your life, you're content. If things go bad in your life, you're content. So having that continued contempt in your heart because our heart is, you know, the most sort of vulnerable part of our body and it's, you know, it's, you know, we can our heart and our mind it can be two different places so you always have to sort of go back to you know having that peace and serenity within yourself because if you have that then you can it really implements your life and how you think and how you handle situations and again it, I think it goes back to for me for my religion I think when I'm the most closest spiritually is when I'm the most happiest and I, I feel it like it's I can't explain it but it's like a a feeling that you have and you know and you'll know when you're not you know, when you're sort of dipping in terms of like your faith because you can feel that oh my god I don't like that peace is not going and then as soon as you start praying and you think oh my god wow I've just I feel good like 
it it sort of comes back. So I think it sort of links links in together. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I've just got like one more question for you, but I'd like to know what's one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self? Oh, mine would be... Um, mine is you use your time wisely. Don't waste it on wrong things and wrong people. So for me, I've been very generous with my time. I've always given people time. I think lots of times the wrong people. So I think time, don't waste your time. Just enjoy every day and just be grateful. Because no matter what happens, but just make it a positive day. Just find that one little thing that makes you happy. And just make the most of every minute. I, yeah, not to waste it. You? <laughs> you just took my hands. <laughs> no, I think it would be to... Yeah, definitely with time, um, time does not come back. And when you look back and think, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why did I waste my time? That's something that I would tell to my that, you know, don't waste time. And I think listening to my parents, I know she's going to be like, yeah, I told you so. But sometimes, like, as your younger self, you don't want to listen to the elders and you think, oh, no. But I think if I did listen to them half of the, well, not half, but majority of the things, you know, I could have, saved myself from but you know again their experiences but I feel like you know just yeah taking the advice that was given you know given to me by my parents because if I was to go all back again you know I would do things so differently but yeah I think time and listening to this to my parents more <laughs> yeah amazing thank you so much is there anything that you want to talk about that we've not talked about or Anything that you thought I'd ask you? I think your questions are amazing. I think we've yeah. covered lots of deep stuff. I think we had some really, yeah. really good questions that made us think. Because yeah. we go through life and that. But definitely the advice. You know, time. I mean, I wake up so many times regretting, like, the things I didn't do earlier. The time that I gave to the wrong people. I just... Because when you get to 50, you think, well, I've only got so much left. And you think, God, all that time, I wish I'd done something different. So... Mine would be, if I could go back, I would do things so different. I would have started very early and lived my dreams really early on, if I could have. And maybe selected, made better choices of who I gave my time to. Yeah, definitely. And I think because this subject is about sort of, you know, um, you connecting with elderly women who are adults, I think don't let your age limit you to do anything. I think that's what yeah. I would be inspired by now. Like, when I get to this like that age like mom and dad I'd be like I want to do this so again just like don't like no matter what, what how old you are what you look like anything just go do it <laughs> yeah just get out there That's so yeah good. I have just thought there was one question that I generally ask a little bit earlier on actually and it's kind of similar to the last question but it is actually different but I ask what's one thing that you know about yourself that you know about yourself now that you wish you'd known sooner? I wish I knew what boundaries was because it's a new thing that I know the younger generation do boundaries. When we grew up, there was no such thing as boundaries. And no, I no. think that if I knew about boundaries, I wouldn't have allowed so many things to happen. I wouldn't have got hurt as much. And because I've got me, I'm very friendly, I'm very giving, and I always give a lot of free time. And I think eventually you learn you think to yourself that no sometimes you've got to put yourself first and you've got to tell yourself like no you you know like this much time for this person but I think that I've always been very generous with my time so 
for me it would just be you know, just making better choices just being a little bit what i know you don't get wisdom till you get older but i wish i just was a bit wiser when i was younger but i think that sometimes only comes when you're saying it but if if there was somebody who would have given me wisdom i wish i would have liked it but i didn't really have anybody so if there's someone in your family who is wiser i think it's good to listen because mm -hmm. i actually didn't have like grandparents and now look when i'm this age i'm thinking gosh if i had grandparents they could have given me advice that would have been invaluable that's why i love traveling around and talking to so many women because i'm just getting all this advice and yeah when you're younger you're going to be rebellious and someone might say something you think oh yeah whatever you, you just but when you get to that stage mm. yourself you think you know what and then you think that yeah you know it would have been amazing like if you just listen to free, you won't have to go through so much if someone else had yeah. told you because you all end up in a certain place and you they always get to a point where you've learned from mistakes so i would have loved someone to have told me i mean i'm, I'm always telling amira but i know she probably thinks i'm nag but then she does eventually <laughs> realize the reason why i nag at her <laughs> yeah i think of learning like to say no and again about boundaries quite similar yes. to yourself I think now, like, like with myself, I, I, like, I always, people always say that I'm old soul with a young heart. So, like, the way I think, it's very different. I, I wish I just had boundaries, like, yeah, I can do this much for you, but I'm not. So I think I lost myself in some part of my life, you know, I lost myself, like, and I wasn't even doing my art. I wasn't doing anything that I enjoyed, just p pleasing people. So definitely boundaries for me. Yeah, I think for me, I think you're self worth. Yeah. That was for me, yeah, because I never valued myself, like, ever. Because mine was always about other people, doing everything for everyone else, making everyone else happy, I'm not good enough, or I don't... All these sort of things. And only recently I've discovered that self-love and self-worth, and actually, no, if you don't like something, you don't, you know... Again, it's saying you're allowed to say no, and, you know, as soon as you see red flags in a person, you're allowed to walk away. If certain group of friends, you know, they not on the same path as you, you are allowed to, do you know what I mean, to step away, so I think for me, it was self-worth, yeah, recognising who you are. She to me, mum, is there something wrong with me? I had to tell her, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with you, you didn't have yeah. to tell her. So I think that's you... what it was for me, if I was able to recognise self-worth a lot younger, you know, a lot of the hurt would have been saved, so yeah, I think that's it for me, self-worth. I love that, and I yeah. think that's just going to resonate with so many yeah. people. Yeah, self-worth. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you get as much from that conversation as I did. I have an announcement to make. And if you're a patron or follow along on social media, you may have already seen this. But I'm planning to rename the Extraordinary Ordinary Women podcast. I have spent the last two weeks reflecting and learning about the word women with an X. As many people have spoken up against the word as othering, erasing and misgendering. I always wanted to create a safe space within Extraordinary Ordinary Women and so I feel like the only way to honour what I've learned is through changing the name of the podcast. There's a full statement on social media and I'll link to it in the show notes. 
I trust that everyone listening will understand this. And as always, if you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to be looking for name change suggestions on social media this week. So please do drop over there and let me know what you think. Thank you as always to everyone for your support. I am so grateful to have you here.